Welcome into episode 18 of Legal Fiction, where we normally uh, look at legal movies and talk about them. But changing up this week, uh, Spencer and myself, unfortunately, have those jobs that don't slow down at the end of the year. I think we actually mentioned this in our last episode. So rather than uh, taking time to watch a movie, take detailed notes, and give always completely accurate 100% correct takes on it, uh, we have decided to instead do just kind of a brain dump. We're going to talk about news, and then I have a little surprise for the end of the episode as well. Ooh, quelle surprise! <laughs> but uh, catching up, Spencer, how has your last week gone? It's been fucking awful, just awful. Uh, I mean, it's just been busy, man. Um, it, it, it's been uh, uh, within the litigating world, kind of fun, but also just. Uh, I'm just exhausted. And so I'm just powering through, man, trying to get to Christmas. Ended up working all the way through Thanksgiving. So Ouch. screw it. We're just uh, we're just going to keep going until <laughs> uh, either the work stops or I stop. Uh, so I'm sort of John Henry in this shit right here. We're just going to keep going. Yeah. And coupled with that, uh, I mean, you and I had this in our group chat, and I'm firmly in this opinion. I hate this time of year and maybe it's because I've like worked retail and I've worked jobs that never slow down, but I hate the holiday season this time of year. And I think, you know, persecute me all you want, you heathens, but I think Christmas is one of the most overrated holidays. Why are you pulling me? I'm right. Like, Oh, Jesus Christ. It's cold as shit. It's, you have to, have to buy a ton of stuff and like the people who are obsessed with Christmas are some of the most annoying people that I've met. And some of the most like uh, people that make me the most uneasy as well. But I think, and I've come to this conclusion as well. I think it's also because I live in the Midwest. That's also kind of one of the reasons that I think Christmas kind of sucks is because the weather is just, it's a killer. What would you be, would you be more appreciative of the crass commercialism of Christmas if you lived in fucking Tampa? Would that make you happier? I mean, I have a would beach to kindle, go to. Would that kindle your Christmas spirit, you Scrooge fuck? Well, at uh, this point in my life, I can't no. believe I'm hearing no, I'm, this. I'm lost. There's no, there's no kindling it at this point. Okay. Counterpoint, Joe. Counterpoint. Christmas is good. Yeah. Yeah. That's my counterpoint. Uh, uh, it, sounds- it's just, it's just fine. It's fun. Uh, you know what? It's, uh, it's, a arbitrary annual reason for people to be <laughs> filled with cheer where they're actually like, not just like thinking positive thoughts for people, but then actually telling them like, Hey, I wish you well, like it's for all of a sudden, like goodwill actually will like manifest in weird ways. It's great. I mean, yeah. Otherwise we never have to see it. I mean, shit, why not? I don't know. That's, that's sort of a weak take. Uh, I don't like <laughs> You know, the gift giving aspect. Well, no, actually, no, I like all of it. Fuck you. I like giving it's gifts such to a, people. It's such a, that, uh, oh God. Next, you're going to tell me that turkey sucks for Thanksgiving and that you, we should abolish that. <laughs> no, I'm not one of the people that like every year, because I think that's become a tired take at this point to be like turkey Fucking, sucks. Yeah, and the war on Christmas, that's not a tired take. God damn it. You're going to turn me into <laughs> I'm a not, Republican. Oh, no, you're the war on Christmas. Republican. You're, right. gonna, you're categorizing me with the people that like picket Starbucks at this point now. I'm just saying the people who are like, why aren't you so joyful on Christmas? And like, are like, come on, don't you want to be up? I'm like, no, it's, it's cold. I have to shovel my driveway. I have to get a ton of shit done. And on top of that, I have to go shopping after work too. Like, 
the people who get mad at you for not enjoying Christmas, I think are worse than the people who get mad at you for any, not enjoying any other holiday throughout the okay. year. So yeah, you're looking right at me when you say that shit. <laughs> looking right at me when you say that shit. All right. I think, and I think Thanksgiving, I mean, we didn't talk about that much. I think Thanksgiving, while rooted into pretty problematic beginnings, I actually kind of fucking love Thanksgiving because all it is is you just, you get together, you eat food, and you watch football. And like, there's no frills that like you need to do extra to go above and beyond for it. That's that's like one quarter of Christmas. Like that's a component of Christmas. Is you just like have a big yeah, meal but that's and all you, you need. And do nothing. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, my saddest Christmas though, by far, uh, was when I was uh, in a former life pre-law. Uh, I was working in media. And I had to pull, yeah, you know, I pulled several Christmas shifts, which, you know, mm-hmm. it happens, it sucks. And I lived far away from family. You know, I had a lot of good friends in the area, but still lived far away from any semblance of a traditional family get together. So friggin' Christmas day, uh, I had to work at noon till 10. And so I decided, well, I'm going to get on Christmas Eve. I'd worked that night before. I'd had my Christmas Eve dinner at McDonald's drive through So that's, uh, <laughs> if you want to talk about some sad shit, uh, go to the North Little Rock McDonald's in, uh, on December 24th. Uh, getting even sadder yet, though, is uh, on Christmas Day morning, I went to a Golden Corral for my first time. And Your hit first their ever be- experience with the Golden Corral. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, there aren't too many places open on Christmas Day, especially in the no. South. Especially no, I mean, in the South. They take that shit seriously, and you got to respect them for it. Uh, and so I'm at a Golden Corral at late Christmas morning by myself, hating everything. Man, <laughs> it is a bleak scene. The folks that show up at a Golden Corral on Christmas Day for their Christmas dinner, whew, man, it's, uh, I mean, it, the whole, it, it just, it, it just like humanity had been failed there. Like it's <laughs> no, just like, I, I know I feel my first year out of law school, I uh, got assigned like uh, a detailed like memo on the 23rd and it was due on the 26th. And I was what like, what the fuck is that shit? What the fuck <laughs> is that shit? So I was like, get, you're not telling me to work on Christmas, but you're basically telling me to work on Christmas. Uh, so my Christmas dinner, I think was, uh, an Aldi pizza that I had bought for myself and just hmm. had it after I wrote, a, after I finished the memo on Christmas day. That sucks, uh, man. But side point, Aldi, they have their own brand of frozen pizza or do they Aldi. have their own brand of actual pizza? It's kind of like, uh, like, like, Papa- like a Papa Murphy's like, okay, so like take and make, but it's yeah. like five bucks and it's huge. Um, okay. That's curious. So, you know, maybe I'm just jaded, but I've accepted that. Uh, Moving into the legal news, though, uh, I don't know if they're just workshopping um, the new storylines for the Righteous Gemstones, which is coming back, but did you see the news about Joel Osteen's church? No, no. What happened? They, uh, uh, years ago, they reported a robbery that someone had stolen money from them, uh, and now it's reported that a plumber uh, who was doing some work on the piping found roughly $600,000 of money stuffed in envelopes hidden in the walls of the Lakewood church. Whoa. 
So what you're telling me is that a plumber doing some work at the Lakewood Church found a million dollars and reported yeah. finding. Oh man, I found like passing. twenty bucks in the walls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good for him. I hope he kept a good portion of it because I'm <laughs> certain that they were going to screw him on his rate. Um, wow, that's nuts. And yeah, that. Okay, yeah, that is a little weird with the uh, gemstone storyline. That's. I mean, that's straight out of the righteous. Gemstones. That's come on. Which like okay. the righteous gemstones is based in reality to an extent because of the things like this, like the Joel Osteens and the Kenneth Copelands and the, uh, well, and the fall wells, the, know. the Baker, Jim Baker. Yeah. Jim Baker's yep. of the world and the, too. And the fall wells. Yeah. So, but God, yeah, I saw that. I was like, come on, come on. <laughs> um, on some good news though. Uh, we've been following this on our episodes, uh, throughout, uh, the UAW finalized their vote that, Rather than the traditional way they did it, where all their leaders were selected by a board every year, um, they will now directly elect their leaders, which is one of those stories when I read it that I was like, oh, they're all going to vote like democratically for their leaders. They haven't been doing this. This seems pretty, pretty standard, but I don't know. But props to them. Um, I hope that it brings a lot of changes for union representation. Yeah. And uh, the relatedly, the, uh, strikers and for Kellogg companies like their production facilities they've got a vote coming up here soon on their contract uh management appears to be coming towards the middle a little bit and is going to actually come out with a legitimate offer um so you know I wish uh all the best to my uh you know my food and commercial services uh brothers and sisters for sure for sure uh some other uplifting news um I put this on my own Twitter. I was just like, remember to never give up, dudes. Uh, Jodie Foster said that she was, you know, truth be told, a little impressed when John Hinckley tried to impress her by shooting Ronald Reagan, which like, you know what? Uh, I It's cliche to say, but I guess shoot your shot, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, Everything's coming up Hinckley, baby. <laughs> uh, he's on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. He's on Spotify. Like, uh-huh. And where's Reagan? Case closed. Case rests. Uh-huh. Well, and honestly, like, I mean, he does have a media celebrity about him. He's making some money, presumably just by virtue of, like, plenty of places will pay him money to book John Lee Hinckley to come play some music, which I'm told <laughs> is like, you know, it's passable. It's it's yeah. good-ish. If, I mean, I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, he may actually still yet have a shot here, man. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, the long game, like, the arc of the universe, as we all know, bends towards justice. Uh, so maybe that means Hinckley's finally going to smash that. Madison uh, Square Garden <laughs> sold out by John Hinckley. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, fucking great. Uh, yeah. Uh, saw that. And, uh, you know, I, I saw uh, Jody on Twitter and, uh, you know, her interview. And I was just like, man, she looks great. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it's, it's been a while since I've seen her for anything, and it's just like, hmm, Judy, uh, still looking good. That's uh, I feel weird how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's nuts because I mean her first movie that actually was the one that Hinkley got obsessed with her was uh, Taxi Driver, and I think she was, was it legitimately <laughs> yep. like fourteen, like when she 
And what was that like? Yeah, like seventy five or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, I mean she like and she she like went to college still after. That's the whole story of Hinkley. He like followed her to Yale and like lived in New Haven while she was there and stuff. But. Kind of like Moby with Natalie Portman, except Moby never did anything cool. God, Moby. Him in that uh, uh, Woodstock documentary, I was like, okay. Biggest piece of shit. Biggest, I was like, biggest okay, cool to get like his outside perspective, but like this guy's just so fucking weird. And like weird and like not like an artistic, like, oh, he's an artist and he has his own like way about him. It's like weird and like he's just off-putting. The entire time like we're just like i get it you're better than everyone moby yeah no there are uh, for every successful moby there are <laughs> a million unsuccessful mobies who are just people you don't want to be around because they are they have a mix of both like aloofness but entitlement as well as supremacy and are very because of years of per- self-perpetuating alienation they've never learned how to make decent conversation or make a joke you know like i wonder if like those people if like moby and like morrissey were ever in a room together like it would just it would create like a supernova like it would just explode who'd win in a fight (laughs) they both like just try to keep like talking down to the other person before anyone throws a punch i got my money on morrissey man like he's bigger i I mean moby's like a a twig isn't he he's pretty tiny guy yeah but but he's also pretty fit with yoga and he hasn't probably had like a piece of meat since he was five uh but still like yeah i mean with his tattoos he physically can never eat again like eat Mm -hmm. meat again like he (laughs) like if he does it like come on like you make that commitment like you're never eating meat again. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, PETA would come to your door and they would just <laughs> uh, black bag you if they found out. We'd never hear from him again. So I guess what I'm saying is, Moby, the McRib's back. Give it a shot. <laughs> Let oh, us know. <laughs> imagine that being your first ever meal after like finally not going vegan. It's the reconstituted pork meat McRib. Which is, to this day, the most fascinating food stuff of all fast food. And Joe, you know how much I love fast food, like as a concept and in practice, like as, as an expression of our best and worst tendencies in society. And the <laughs> McRib is, I just, I still can't wrap my head around it. It just fascinates me. I, I, I never order it. I but don't actually, think I've ever, our, our, did your school have like a McRib as like yes, a school lunch, but it was yes. called like something else, obviously. Yeah, no, no, we did. And I don't even recall ever knowing about a McRib prior to that, actually. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, that was, and that was fine at school. Cause it was just yeah. like, well, whatever. Uh, it's a school lunch. And, yeah, so yeah, it's like, like, a, it's like, fuck, I'm, I'm 12. I will eat any, I will eat sawdust off the floor right now. <laughs> like, Oh man. Oh, speaking of getting black bagged, um, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is going on. Um, and we're going to answer the age old question. Uh, will the rich finally ever have to answer for their crimes or will just nothing happen? And we'll just kind of keep going on with this. Well, this presupposes that that's actually Ghislaine Maxwell. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Are you in the leaving reality Mm -hmm. of conspiracy theories right now? No, I just uh, and I just find it curious that uh, you know she went missing for all this time and then just magically appeared in custody. And well, I think uh, it kind of like presupposes that like not not your theory, but like if it is a, if it's like you know Ghislaine, she's on trial and everything, like whatever. Like they've uh, said that like she's not important enough to 
do it, you know, get away with or do away with. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I actually had no idea who this woman was until the Epstein stuff. Like, no, yeah. no clue. And, and, because I'm not a socialite. Uh, yeah, she's shocker. like just a person who's uh, famous for having like a famous father, right? Who also uh-huh. ran like a big Ponzi scheme in like Europe somewhere. Oh, did he? I mean, he was a huge publisher. So that's a, where they got their something money. Something where wow. he had some huge uh, fraud scandal. I think, I, hmm. let me let me quick fact check that uh, so that I'm not all of a sudden hit with a defamation suit by Ghislaine. Okay, yeah. So just looked it up, confirmed. He, uh, where was he? He was in Czechoslovakia originally is where he's from. Um, but he was a member of parliament. Uh, he rose to, like you said, uh, build an extensive publishing firm. However, after he died, it was found that he had basically laundered all the pension funds from his company to settle some of their bills. Uh, the result was, um, about a hundred million pounds had been taken out. Uh, wow. which meant most workers got about half their pensions wow. uh, when they retired. Uh, his whole company filed for bankruptcy. His children had to declare bankruptcy. Uh, other directors after his death went to trial for conspiracy to defraud. Uh, and <laughs> funnily enough, he was actually used as the inspiration for the villainous Baron Elliot Carver in the 1997 James Bond movie Tomorrow Never Dies. He was supposed to oh, based on him. No shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. So yeah, uh, it does sound like she comes from a family that uh, might be. Oh, and like we mentioned, he uh, also was a suspected spy too. So which just is a little too convenient for Jesus. this. Uh, wow. I mean, if you if if you're net worth is over 50 million and the cia hasn't approached you about something (laughs) you're doing something wrong you're like you don't like me i make money (laughs) um we don't want to we just don't want to deal with you uh speaking of other multi-millionaires um who now are going to have more interesting personal lives jack has left or is leaving twitter i can't remember if he's left yet uh and to be honest i think I'm on the board. I think Twitter might kind of suck without Jack. Uh, well, maybe that's a good thing. Like I, like, but twi- like, Twitter was a nice pit of despair to just like scroll through sometimes. Like, you know, like there's the whole thing. Why is this website free? Like, it was just fun to see some like just total plunger brain takes or like diatribes sometimes. I don't know. I feel like it getting taken over by, I don't know. I know that he's named a new CEO, but if that means more shareholder interests and stuff, I I just kind of, I really don't want it to become Facebook is basically what I'm saying. Ah, no, no, no. It'll never become Facebook, but (laughs) uh, with Jack's uh, departure, I, uh, you know what? He got his bag. I wish him, and he left his dirty, dirty little negative imprint on society. Uh, So... (laughs) I mean, yeah. what else do you expect from a guy from fucking St. Louis? Mm, the fucking worst. Oh, I <laughs> swear to God. Uh, St. Louis is, you know, geographically Midwest, but spiritually, I don't claim them. Oh, man. Uh, well, they wouldn't claim you either. <laughs> uh, 
And if they did, they'd ask you what high school you went to. <laughs> yeah, they're like, are you actually from St. Louis? Uh... Yeah. Uh, well, just meet us at the Bread Co. Meet <laughs> us at the Bread Co. That's St. Louis for Panera because they're, <laughs> they're insufferable twits. Uh, moving into entertainment news, some more exciting news that I saw on Twitter is Malignant is maybe getting a sequel. Mom told me that my biological mother died during my birth. Sydney, I'm adopted. And I'm not sure if you ever watched it, but it's just such awesome, like, dumb early James Wan that I loved it so much. So I'm so ready for a sequel to this. Also, if it's just released on HBO Max, that'll be perfect too for him because it'll uh, expand the reach too again. But yeah, this, this movie was dumb and awesome and I'm ready to watch another one just like it. Yeah, I know. Let's bring on more content. <laughs> uh, speaking of content, uh, everyone is now sharing their Spotify wrapped. Uh, not to toot our own horn here, but Rogan, your days are fucking numbered. I looked at how many listeners we have. We're coming for you, bitch. We're coming. <laughs> I'm going to get that fucking exclusive deal for whatever $900 million how much he signed for. Yeah. yeah when it, we, we should really start talking about what kinds of advertisers we want to bring on as we grow. Um, <laughs> uh, what? I, alpha, uh, alpha brain? Um... Now, I don't think supplements are the way to go for us. I think it is uh, like law, like LSAT prep courses or, you know, law school, like, uh, you know, like final prep, you know, like outlines and stuff like that, or, Ooh, better, Ooh, better idea. How about, uh, guns? I was going to, okay. I was going to say, what about guns? Yeah. I was going to say, what about like local bail bondsmen or also could work. Yeah. Like local, like bounty hunters, uh, maybe some debt collection agencies, just all the stuff that, you know, prey on people but they'll pay mm-hmm. us money. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, scared money don't make money, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of making money, um, House of Gucci came out. Can you keep a secret? Father, son, and house of Gucci. I have not gone to see it myself. I'm not sure if I will. I probably will. But uh, apparently it's just kind of eh. That's kind of what it seems like. And it always kind of struck me as when we, as, and, uh, one is I was confirmed in why the fuck did they cast Jared Leto uh, in this? Cause he looks nothing like Jared Leto. And apparently his performance is very different from everyone else's where it's very almost like comical. Um, but what I will say that is making me want to go see this movie is the man Ridley Scott. Cause this dude has just every press store. He's basically just been like, fuck you i'm in my 80s like i'm gonna i'm gonna just go off on everyone he's gone off on millennials for saying that the movie his last duel the last duel didn't do well is because everyone's on their fucking phones all the time he's gone off on marvel i saw a most recent interview with him where it's like a zoom interview with him and uh some interview and then jody comer's there as well uh and he's like so this movie's really uh a lot more bright and lively than some of your past stuff, like uh, Kingdom of Heaven. And Ridley Scott just goes, fuck you. <laughs> and then they just keep with, the guy kind of is like, ah, okay. And they like keep it with the interview. I'm just like, you know what? That's him, man. He's like 80 something now. He doesn't give a 
fuck. He's going to um, make his movies. And... He's earned it. He's earned it. <laughs> so I'm kind of being like, you know what? I want to go see this movie just for as a little fist bump to Ridley Scott. Fuck yeah. Um, last bit of entertainment news, though. Uh, have you watched uh, the Beatles documentary on HBO Max yet? And uh, reminds me when we, the Beatles, the four Beatles, mm. us, from Liverpool. Yes, we are from Liverpool. We used to play those dark clubs in Hamburg. Remember that? Oh, of course I do. I booked them. I'm the leader of the Beatles. I'd have to care enough about the Beatles to actually watch <laughs> that. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the Beatles, don't get me wrong, but I just, candidly, I just don't have much time to just be like, oh, I'm going to wallow in nostalgia right now and look at a it's bunch a lot, of... It's a lot, too. Like, it's... Yeah, it's a, I, it's but, like, uh, like, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I mean, it's a Peter Jackson thing, right? So, like, it's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's recovered footage and, you know, re, you know, recaptured and, like, really well edited and all that. That's cool. Uh you know, one of these days I'll, I'll, I'll dive into it. I'm, I think it's an important sort of thing to have. Uh, yeah. Cause it was, it was basically filmed to be a documentary back in the day, but was never released. Uh, and then Peter Jackson like remastered it and put it together to make it. So he's described it as a documentary of the making of a documentary. Cause they're like talking about how they're going to make it. Um, but it's also just solidified my thing that Paul, in my opinion, was basically the driving force behind the entire band. Like he was the creative force of just like, oh, I got 30 minutes. Uh, let me just bang out five timeless songs real quick. Uh, and then that if I ever get in like a really successful collective like this, I just want to be Ringo Starr, man. I just want to be the guy who's there just to have fun. Like they're all like arguing over stuff. They're arguing about their girlfriends, their wives, their music. And Ringo's like, um, so when's lunch? <laughs> like that's just that's just who i want to be but i totally get like i think it's how long is it it's like it's, it's three episodes and they're all like two and a half hours long so uh it, it will definitely be a dive once you get into it um but uh some of the parts that we have planned for this episode are the uh, upcoming movies. As you know, we're at the end of the year. We do still have one more episode planned for the very end of the year. But some of the upcoming movies, um, I put together a short little list of ones that I'm excited for and I ones that I think that Spencer, you're probably excited for too. Um, first one that I got here is coming to Netflix in February is a new iteration of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The saw is family. Following, we don't need. We don't. Following need that. the trend where they just make a sequel and they just name it the same thing as the original. We really don't fucking need this. We really need this. <laughs> and I, it, uh, it's really gonna make the timeline confusing because it basically goes one, which then goes to two, which then three, I think through five and six, maybe even are like its own thing. Uh, there's a prequel. There's a direct sequel that came out with Jessica Biel, which has its own sequel then as well. It's just, it's the most convoluted timeline. But that being said, it's on Netflix. So I'm probably going to end up watching it because it's going to be easy to. But at the same time, I have a fear that it's going to be a little bit too Netflixy, if that makes sense, in terms of mm -hmm. its writing and kitschiness. Oh uh, God, there's going to be, oh, are they going to try to do some like 
Whedon-esque dialogue worked in there to make it like <laughs> quippy and shit because that's just what I want from my Texas Chainsaw Massacre films is like uh, soy Leatherface, dialogue. Leatherface like, is going to like cut someone and then someone's going to turn around and be like, well, that just happened. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, someone's a little upset. Come back with the chainsaw and be like, guys, I did a thing. Uh, who gave him the chainsaw? <laughs> of course, the chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Like, in what? Uh, all right. I'd just like to say one thing about this, then we're going to move on to the next thing. <laughs> in what fucking part? of this hellscape we call America <laughs> was there a burgeoning cry out for this to be made? Like where did the impulse or impetus for this come from other than Netflix just having a crap ton of money <laughs> and like over drinks with some like favorite director of theirs and being like, Oh, well, I always wanted to remake chainsaw and here's like why, I, how I would do it. And then being like, well, I'm, I've, I've got a pitch meeting with 10 projects and I've only got nine. So buddy, we're taking yours. That, that that's exactly how this crap happened. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know how it's gonna be. I'll still watch it, um, but uh, like I said, I'm I'm afraid of what it may entail. Um, but hey, you know, shout out uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It has one of the first franchise itself has one of the first appearances for both Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. So maybe years down the line, we'll be talking about someone else that was in this movie. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> uh, the next movie, which I am fucking hyped for, is Benedenta. Uh, Benedenta is by the man, Paul Verhoeven. Uh, some scathing reviews already have said it is so brash, so crass. It is basically like if... Uh, <laughs> showgirls but in a convent and i was like well hell fucking yeah dude i'm in then what are you talking about i just joe would you like to know more (laughs) (laughs) i would uh no that seems promising burrow it is uh not for the casual movie viewer i think most (laughs) of his product to most viewers is like what the fuck did i just watch uh he's got one of the like oddest filmographies to paul verhoeven (laughs) like when you look at his filmography uh, like showgirls, but uh, or did he even do showgirls? Or are they just describing it? No, I might be fucking myself up. But no, I don't know. think he did showgirls. No, uh, but he did uh, RoboCop. Oh no, he did do showgirls. Okay, oh, RoboCop, okay. Total Recall, and then it's like okay, so he's got like action, then Basic Instinct, showgirls back to back. I'm like okay, maybe he was really horny. Then he, he did and a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man. I remember going to see that movie as a kid. Oh. Yeah, you get to see uh, uh, Elizabeth uh, Shue. Well, yeah, yeah, but you also get to see uh, uh, Kevin Bacon's Invisible Dong. <laughs> like, yes, that is true. So I'm I'm hyped for this movie. Um, it actually is already out, but of course we live in the Midwest where just no fucking movie actually comes out on its release date here. Like, I literally live where like all the theaters around me are like all still showing like out of the 10 theaters six of them are showing shang chi at still yeah i yeah yeah, no it's that one's pretty far down on my list of things to happen too (laughs) uh next movie this is also one that i'm excited for coming out in january actually 
which is a little scary for me, um, is Scream, which I believe will be Scream 5. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? But it might just be called Scream. Um, okay. It scares me because it's the January release, and mm-hmm. normally that means this movie's kind of a piece of shit. Um, and however, Jordan Peele did kind of change that narrative with Get Out, uh, which was a huge hit and was released around the same time. But it doesn't really matter because Scream was one of the really formative movies for me as I was growing up. Like, it's I an think awesome it, franchise. It's, it it's a great franchise. Like, it completely redesigned the entire horror format and the whole trends of horror movies throughout the, what was it, early, late 90s. Um, and, you know, they got worse as they went on for sure. Scream, sure. Th- Scream 3 was not that good. The whole fucking... Uh, I don't know. I think Screen 3 is pretty great. Uh, The voice voice changer that they use in that movie does not exist in technology today. And they use it. That's great. And they use it. And it's not in the future. So that whole time, I'm just like, this makes no sense. And there's other parts in it I won't get into that I was just like, that's kind of dumb. And the whole, they keep retconning stuff. It was an entertaining movie, but they definitely decreased. Scream 4, I thought was, it was okay too with... um, it was uh, better than I thought it'd be. Emma Roberts, thought, right? Yeah, it was better than I thought it'd be. Uh, I, the opening 10 minutes of that movie were hilarious. Like, just so many <laughs> walls the, broken. Yep. Oh, the there's over so many different. Fake out. Yeah, the, it was just so good. Uh, Wes Craven's the man, dude. Is he attached to this newest one? No. Uh, he's or... he's passed away. So oh, he is. Oh, well, I guess that's right. That's right. So, so uh... it's probably his like studio production still that's like attached to it. But unfortunately, he has passed away. So he. Uh, I, I don't know. Honestly, he might have passed away before Scream Four. Now that I think about it, but I, I'm so excited. It's got all the major people back, though. I mean, uh, Nev Campbell, Courtney what Cox. What else is she gonna do? What else is she gonna do? <laughs> Just like... live off her Scream money, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, David. Uh, oh my God, why am I Arquette. Thinking? Arquette, who is the... another man? You look into that man's life. Oof. Well, he has had a very interesting, but honestly. It, enviable life after acting like he got married to courtney cox for a long time he had a really successful acting career and then he was like okay i'm part of a very famous <sighs> acting family i've kind of done what i want to do with acting i'm gonna go just be a professional wrestler for like a decade and Bless. he like he like got uh i think he like got crowned the champion of the league that he was in too like he like actually dedicated himself to it Uh, And it does sound like he's actually like, he's a weird dude, obviously, like he's very eccentric, but he's also a guy who will just like try to find like small projects and like finance them himself because he's like interested in like the the project. So Hmm. seems like a decent enough guy. Um, Next movie is A24's uh, coming out as well on January 14th. That is The Tragedy of Macbeth. This looks so cool. (laughs) It looks really cool. I'm excited, but I, I'm also one of those guys that like sometimes this sort of time period stuff, it, it's a hit and miss with me sometimes. So I'll definitely still be interested. It's kind of interesting that it's one of the first movies. Um, ev- I think it's the first movie ever to have just one Cohen brother directing. It's mm-hmm. just Joel Cohen. It's not Ethan's not involved in this one. So yeah. that's interesting. Um, Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand are the two stars of it, at least that I know so far. And yeah, I'll definitely go see it again. We live in the Midwest. So who knows if it'll even fucking come to one of the theaters that we go to, 
but uh yeah are you it sounds like you're pretty high for this one yeah i mean like uh Macbeth's great subject matter and the fact that like if it was i would not be excited about it if i didn't see a name like cohen like as director uh for sure and the fact that denzel is the attached lead i'm like okay so this is going to be interesting like yeah, I, I, I'm going in cautiously optimistic. Nice. Uh, next movie for me is The Black Phone. That comes out on February 4th. It's a Blumhouse production. Uh, okay. It stars Ethan Hawke, which I'm really glad to see him come back to horror movies because Sinister was one of the most terrifying movies that I actually was surprised by. Um, the Purge, actually the first one that he was in was actually pretty good too. Uh, and it basically is the story of Ethan Hawke's the bad guy in it. He kidnaps children, kidnaps a child, gets put in a basement. There's a phone that's disconnected, but he starts talking through the phone to the to the ghosts of the past children that have been in there to try to help him escape. Interesting topic, I think. Um, for some reason, I kept thinking of the Mark Wahlberg movie, The Lovely Bones, the entire time I watched it because it's like Ugh. designed like in the 70s too, which I was like, okay, that movie kind of sucked but I think this one will be better. Um, well, it makes me think of the totally forgettable action suspense thriller from like the mid 2000s, just called Cellular. Uh, yeah, I don't even which, remember that. Oh, okay. So, okay. So dig this. So here's the premise. Uh, a young heretofore unknown, uh, handsome leading male uh, by the name of uh, shit. He's one of the Chris's. He's the, he, he's <laughs> the Chris that, no, no, no. He's the Chris that plays Fine. Captain America. Oh, uh, uh, Evans. Yeah. So Chris Evans, he was a nobody. This was like his first like feature film. He's just a young guy living in Cali, man, living cool. Uh, and he's, you know, he's got his like cell phone. It's a brick phone. He's driving <laughs> around and he gets a random call from Kim Basinger, who's been locked in a basement by her kidnappers. Mm. And there's, and she's, they broke her phone, but she was able to piece it together, but it can only call his number. And it's a shaky connection. So he goes, he gets pulled into a, well, I've got to track her down and find her and save her kind of thing. And it's got Jason Statham in it as a villain. Like It's fucking great. Like it, it's such a dumb movie, but it's weirdly, I, I don't know. Now it, you're just making me fall down the rabbit hole. I'm remembering like Buried, I think it's like Buried Alive with Ryan Reynolds. I'm remembering Phone Booth with Colin Farrell. Phone booth was cool, man. It was a great I premise. Yeah. I, yeah. Obviously, there's no fucking phone booths anymore, but. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, and there's no more brick phones either, but uh, <laughs> just like, uh, I mean, just building a movie around the concept of like, so we've got these cellular phones now. So let's, we need to come up with a cellular phone narrative. And I'm like, well, you yeah, they could have done worse, I guess. <laughs> uh, Neither here nor there. <laughs> moving into also a blast from the past. We will finally, hopefully, fingers crossed because it's been delayed, have the release in February of Jackass Forever. It's already been confirmed that this is going to be the last Jackass because they're like in their 50s at this point, some of them. They've broken everything and contracted everything. And yeah. that, that was before they even started making the movies. So, so I, I mean, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to love it. But it's going to be kind of sad at the same time, like knowing that this is the last time that I'll like see a movie with all of them in it, you know? Yeah. Now, and I, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of uh, 
retconning my own uh, nostalgia here. I didn't like Jackass back in its oh, heyday. I thought it was I... stupid, mainly because the guys I knew who were most into Jackass were just the biggest idiots in the world. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate, I've come in my age and bitterness to appreciate them as, as artists and performers and like doing well, just they, insane shit. They really are like, it's kind of like when you watch like them and then you go watch some like dumb YouTube prankster, it's like, they just, they are much better at their craft doing it. Like they are, they're just way better, uh, practitioners of it than like your random YouTube prankster, um, who does some like vindictive prank on like an unknowing bystander. Uh, it's the same. I think like when you watch like Eric Andre pranks compared to like some guy trying to imitate him on like Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, last movie for me, at least for now that I'm hyped on, uh, coming out in March is the Batman that is with Robert Pattinson as Batman. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped for this one. I think. You know, just like we needed a new Spider-Man franchise, <laughs> we really needed a new Batman. We just haven't had enough Batman content in the last 12 years. He sells tickets, man. And and as much as I rag on superhero movies, I do enjoy the Batman movies. Uh, the Dark Knight. I mean, the, he, was my, he was my original comic, you know, like yeah. as a kid. And like yeah, comic movie guy. I think like, yeah, like Superman, pff, always lame. But uh, Batman was the first, like... So like I, I mean I'm talking like Michael Keaton Batman like that yeah. was that was the archetype. So like as crappy as DC is generally and as like kind of lame as a character as Batman is sometimes like uh, yeah I mean I'll watch it. I'm not sure I'm gonna go pay money in a theater to watch it, but uh, yeah I mean Pattinson uh, I think I think he's a good actor. So I think he could do good things there. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Uh, Next movie, um, I wrote down, I don't know if you're hyped for this one, but uh, it's probably the one that we've been asked by the most people to cover for the franchise. Uh, we will have a third Legally Blonde releasing next year, which will, again, be starring Reese Witherspoon. Uh, it'll take place with her running a law firm and having a family, I think, mm -hmm. is what it says. Uh, yeah, and then I think uh, what I remember hearing about it is she finds a new like law clerk law student that she you know uh sort of you know mentors if you will uh and mm. yeah i don't know legally blonde too really sucked so like <laughs> i have like i have no desire like i am not begging for closure into l woods's story arc you know i'm yeah. not really dying to know like did she make it? It's like, yeah, she, she probably did. And yeah. if she didn't, like, she'll be fine. She's she's Reese Witherspoon. She'll get it figured out, man. And, like, I don't... Maybe it's, like, the, you know, the whatever... Not vindictive, but maybe it's the glass half-empty person to me. But I'm like, I don't want to see her once she becomes, like, the law firm partner and, like, just kind of falls into being maybe, like, a mean law firm partner that, like, dotes over her associates to, like you know, get in so many hours every year. Like I, I just want her to be Elle Woods and you know, the, the next iteration is something that every viewer can make up in their own mind. Um, but I'll probably watch it eventually when it comes out. Uh, next one though, John wick four. People keep asking if I'm back and I haven't really had an answer, but now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I'll probably watch it. I love Keanu Reeves. Uh, he's he fucking rules. Um, yeah, the movies are 
action movies, but they're actually really coolly shot and they're really coolly done. So I, I'm hyped for this one. I don't know how, how you feel. Uh, I haven't seen any of the John Wicks, man. Uh, I'm way behind on this just because none of, none of them have been available on any streaming apparatus <laughs> unless I have to pay for it. Okay. And unless it's for this pod, I don't like renting movies when I'm like, <laughs> I have literally like a million movies yeah, you have like a out litany. there. Yeah. And it's just like, but it doesn't have this one thing. And I'm like, tough shit. It'll come. Like, I, It'll I, come. sorry, I, I am my father's son uh, on this crap. Uh, just not going to do it. Uh, but no, I mean, hell yeah. Keanu's awesome. And speaking of Keanu, uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, sports lately uh, on regular TV with proper real-time advertisements, and they are really juicing up the new Matrix uh, movie and come Christmas time. And I'm legit excited. I think we've talked about it before. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm also a little nervous when it gets that much hype over and over. And I'm like, eh. But I'm still going to watch it because I love the Matrix movies. Yeah, uh, it, also in action, though, coming out next year. I, I pegged you for a fan of this, at least the first one. So I put this down as one I think you'd be hyped for. Top Gun Maverick. I feel the need. The need for speed. It's going to be Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. But it feels like it's been coming out for two years now. I think it, um, got, de- it got delayed. Um, so it's supposed to well, come out. Well, COVID and all that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which, uh, fucking funny you mentioned that because when I think one of the stars of it is Miles Teller, who seems like just the biggest douchebag. The reason I mentioned him with COVID is because he's shut down productions that he's been on because he refuses to get vaccinated and refuses to mask and uh, do any sort of social distancing pro- protocols. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, with that in, like... Funny, he is also really good friends with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Oh, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot to digest, but now, uh, normally I am a leave the classics alone kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, we, we really don't need a reboot. We don't need a sequel 20 years later, or in this case, 30, Oh God, no, 50, 36 years later. Yeah. 36 years later. That might be a record for a sequel of a franchise, <laughs> Joe. No, seriously, that might be the fucking record. We have to do some research on that. But no, screw it. I just wondering who the hell are they going to be dogfighting against? Uh, like, are like, I mean, or, or is the movie just going to be about them trying to figure out how to fly the F thirty five in the rain? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Tom Cruise will be back as Maverick. Val Kilmer will actually also be back too as Iceman, uh, which will be cool to see. Oof. I mean, it could be. Well, he's going to be, a, he's like a, from what I understand from the casting, he's like a, he's risen up in the ranks and he's like a administrative guy now. Yeah. So I'm assuming they'll have shots to kind of work with his condition, which everything, but um, on that action train, we also have the next iteration of Jurassic Park coming out this time, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, Hold on to your butts. I loved, and this might be the old man of me, I loved the first three Jurassic Parks. The first three? You liked I, the third one? Well, because I was a kid when I saw all those. Because it's like, uh, there's dinosaurs on screen, man. Well, and, that's fair. And then I got older, saw the ones with Chris, uh, 
uh, whatever Pratt, um, the mm-hmm. other Chris, and it, and call me crotchety, but they're just they're not as good, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I actually thought the why. Well, I, I, okay, so at this point we've had five. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. 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 We have. Yeah. I thought the fourth one, the first reboot with Chris Pratt, was interesting. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but beyond that, um, uh, yeah, it just not too interesting. <laughs> they're just like they're like one of the biggest uh, uh, examples I can point out to of just movies that are advertisements because it's just product placement all over those movies, mm-hmm. which is a bit of, you know, nitpicky because it is a theme park that has all that. But like when they pull their, like whatever it was like the Mercedes car that they were advertising like perfectly in a frame and like right up to the camera, I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not going to watch Jurassic Park and then be like, I need to buy a Mercedes. <laughs> uh, the, the next movie that's coming out next year is just called Nope. And it is the next movie by Jordan Peele. I don't know what it's about um, at all. I don't think it's even been released actually at all what it's about. And I'm going to try my damnedest to make sure that I go into it knowing just that amount about it too. Uh, Stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Yen. Uh, And directed by Jordan Peele. And I mean... Jordan Peele could make a film about some of the most boring activities at this point, and I'd probably still go see it. Gotcha. Gotcha. The last movie that I don't know anything about the plot, I don't know when it's releasing, I just saw it on a list, but it's called Cocaine Bear. I'm in. Uh, yeah, sold. Uh, I also would like a Cocaine Bear. Um, <laughs> I or... want to know. <laughs> what's, what's this movie about? Who's in it? Is it based on real life events? Whatever you tell me, I'm gonna go see it because it's called Cocaine Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, moving into our last uh, session for tonight. So, as I mentioned, we have one more episode they're gonna be dropping this uh, this year. We have narrowed it down to two movies that we're going to review. Uh, it's are gonna be our Christmas episode. So most of you would say. Oh, Miracle on 34th Street. Santa's, you know, on trial or whatever in that movie. Never seen it before, by the way. But there's another movie out there starring the one and only Dean Cain. That's Superman to you, sir. (laughs) Known as The Case for Christmas. It is a Hallmark movie. And I want to do a little game with you on who or which movie we will see. So okay, okay. Jesus, we're entering your okay. Bear the with power, me here. The power of hosting has gotten a hold of you. You are entering your jigsaw phase. Let's <laughs> play a game. All so right. Bear with me here, but I have started. Hopefully, you can see my screen now. Oh my God! So, I this have... is a podcasting is a visual medium, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But so Joe has just have... shared his screen with me, and this is I, I will. You know, Joe, I'll let you uh, take this away. Jesus. So made a quick little Jeopardy style game. Uh, I've tried to make all the questions a uh, audio medium as best as I can. So that way, if you're listening along, you can answer yourself, maybe see if you get it right. But the the bet here is there's a total of 5,000 points on the board. If you get over, or I'm sorry, more than that, whatever it was, I can't remember what I added up to. But if you get over 
Um, oh, there's a total of 7,500, pardon me, on the board. If you get yep. over 3,500, we will watch Miracle on 34th Street. If you get under that amount, we have to watch The Case for Christmas and review that. So what you're telling me here is you're really putting me to the, to the point here. I either A have to concede that I'm a dum-dum and then get to watch the movie I really want to watch, which is a Hallmark movie with Dean King. <laughs> That's what I was wondering if you're, if you're going to like purposely like take a dive. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure yet. Let's see, uh, let's see the questions. There are five categories, Jeopardy style. We have uh, the categories, oh, yeah. listener. Categories are, are movie judges, John Grisham movies, legal movie quotes, legal movie taglines, and then actual legal terms, because we are actually lawyers. So maybe we should know some of this stuff. Sure. So point values are 100 through 500. Spencer, the board is yours. Which question would you like first? Uh, uh, let's go with movie judges for 200, Joe. Judges for 200. All right. This movie judge, he either really doesn't like Matthew McConaughey or really likes Kevin Spacey, which eesh, I will say. Uh, if you don't know the actual judge's name and you can I do. what movie so just, they're from, nope, nope, then that's, I will that's, that's Judge Noose from uh, Time to Kill, played by, I forget his name, it's like McGonagall, <laughs> very Scottish dude. Yes, who is Judge Omar Noose from A Time to Kill? That's 200 right. points. All Hell right. yeah, we're rolling now. We're cooking with All gas, right. baby. What is yours? Let's stay on movie judges for 500. I'm feeling hot. All right. An asshole on the golf course, so he's most likely an asshole in court, too. Judge Snails. That is correct. That is Judge Snails from Caddyshack. We haven't done that one because it's not really a legal movie. It's but not damn. really legal, but you know what? I might use that as an excuse to look at that movie. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay, we're going to switch categories, though, because I've clearly mastered judges here. <laughs> so let's go to legal movie taglines for 400. All right. A district attorney out for a conviction, a new lawyer out of her league, a young boy who knew too much. Uh, is this uh, the client? That is correct. What is the Ooh. client? Which we haven't done yet. Matter. Of we have not done that. All right. Board is yours. Uh, legal movie taglines for 500. This man needs the best lawyer in town. But the problem is, he is the best lawyer in town. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, is it... Uh, oh, God. No, it's the, it's the George Clooney movie that we did. Uh, and I can't think of the name. Uh, Vicious? No. Uh, Malice? No. Uh, beautiful Creatures? No. Mean Creatures? No. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> no, no. I missed it. I missed it. 10 more seconds. I'll give you 10 more seconds. Okay. Uh, actual malice? I'm sorry. The answer is what is and justice for all starring uh, Al Pacino. Oh, Oof. shit. Well, that's a big hit. I'm down right, to 600. Well, down to 600 points, but you are the only person playing, so the board is still yours. Okay. <laughs> All right, I've had way too much fun with this shit, man. Uh, all right, actual legal terms for 200. 200, all right. A special form of ownership by two or more persons of the same property. 
well, I mean, that it could, could be, be a like, multitude of things. So I'll give yeah, you whichever like, it is. I mean, that's like a joint tenancy or uh, what is a joint tenancy? Yeah. That is correct. Okay, there we go. We're back up to 800 points. Board is yours. 300 legal terms. A condition under which the loss that a business owner may incur is capped at the amount of capital invested and does not extend to his or her personal assets. Business owner may incur a condition under which the loss that a business owner may incur is capped at the amount of capital invested and does not extend to his or her personal. Well, so then you're just, uh, I mean, you're a shareholder or stockholder at that point in. What is the condition called though? I'll give you a hint. Think of a business entity. It's not the actual entity, but think of that. That might help. Uh, uh, so, Joe, here's the thing about my practice. I uh, <laughs> am a dum-dum when it comes to helping people figure out what to do with their money. It's mainly about protecting them once uh, they run Once that's trouble. already happened. Yeah. So if someone was... Uh, in trouble and they had mm-hmm. this happen to them what would you say that luckily they oh, have liability oh limited liability correct what is limited liability uh, okay 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 gotcha i gave you a little help but that's okay we're trying that's, to review a miracle on 34th street here all right okay yeah, that works. I, I, I think listeners and you are all rooting for me here so let's do this actual legal terms for 400 let's all go right. Applied by federal courts in diversity jurisdiction cases. Well, I mean, we're talking section 1331 and 1332 here. What is the legal term of an application applied by federal courts in diversity jurisdiction cases? To de- Wait. To determine, so, normally. Oh, Oh, we're, so we're talking about personal and subject matter jurisdiction here. Is that your final answer? Something like that, yeah. I'm sorry, what is the Erie Doctrine? Dude, there are a number of things. Playing. Okay, <laughs> fine, fine. You know what, I, I will fair. say, I will say these, some of these questions I pulled from online, so that was not my right. All right, uh, the board though, as again. We're switching, we're yours. switching. We, I just got my ass kicked in actual <laughs> lawyering shit. Uh, this is bad. All right, John Grisham movies, 100. Let's 100. go. All right. Nola is basically a character in this movie, and speaking of characters, Spencer may be in love with one of the characters. Well, this is one of our first ones, I believe we did, and that's uh, Runaway Jury. That is correct. What is Runaway Jury? All right, board is still yours. John Grisham movies for 200, baby. All right. This movie came out in 1993, and while honestly kind of meh, it at least has some good NOLA scenes in it. Okay, I'm going to go. The anth- What is or what was the Pelican Brief? That is correct. What is the Pelican Brief? We are up to 1,000 points. All right, John Grisham movies for 300. All right. The sweatiest movie of all time. Mighty Ducks 2. No, wait, wait, <laughs> no. It's actually a time to kill. That is correct. What is a time to kill? You're up to 1,300 points. You're on a roll. All right. John Grisham movies for 400. Let's go. All right. Ethan Hunt is conflicted on his new career. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Jerry Maguire? No, wait. It's actually the firm. That is correct. What is the firm? 
You're up right, to 1,700. Woo, right. Halfway there, man. 500, John Grisham. 500? All right. Honestly, there's nothing legal in this movie, but I guess he wrote it. Honestly, nothing legal here, but I guess he wrote it. A John Grisham movie. Uh... Hmm. Honestly, nothing legal here, but I guess he wrote it. So John Grisham is the screenwriter and or director, or, 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 and, it was, and it's based on a John Grisham book, yes? Yes. Okay. Uh, what the fuck? We haven't done this, have we? We have not. Okay, just for the listener's interest, I would request one solitary hint. It has something to do with It has something to do with the current season that we are in. Christmas with the Cramps. That is, that is correct. Yes. That is. Oh God, I forgot that that had fucking happened. That is the 2004 movie Christmas with the Cranks, based on the book Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. You're at so, 2200, my friend. So was that the one with uh, Vince Vaughn? Uh, you're thinking of Four Christmases. Oh, that, okay. uh, Christmas with the Cranks is the one with Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, Christ. No one saw that, right? <laughs> I mean, no one saw that, did we? Ugh. I don't know. I mean, let's see. Uh, it made $96 million. So well, that'll, that'll buy Tim uh, Allen a lot of cocaine to move, <laughs> allegedly move. The, yeah, uh... Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Well, actually, no, I think he pled out on that. So. Uh, he snitched. Yeah, no, he snitched. So that's how he got out. <laughs> okay. All right, the board is yours. All right. At, let's... Sitting at 2200. All right. Well, I'm just cruising here, baby. Legal movie quotes for 100. All right. <clears throat> Counselor's entire opening statement, with the exception of thank you, will be stricken from the record. We haven't done this, have we? We have not. I got nothing. Ding me. I'm, that, right. That's 100 down. Ding me. That is, what is my cousin Vinny? Ah, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm only okay. at 2,100. We're still good. We're still good. All right. I can do better, Ben. I, I got the quotes. Give me 200. Legal movie All right. quotes. Legal movie quotes for 200. I would rather go to jail than lose my reputation. What the fuck is this shit? Is, is, okay. One hint. This, is this a lawyer saying this? Yes, I believe so. Oh, 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 oh. This is the devil's advocate. Sorry, that is what is legally <sighs> blonde. Oh, right. no, 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 no. That wasn't a lawyer saying that. That was Allie Larder. That was Allie Larder talking... Uh, yeah. Okay. That's fine. I was led astray, but knock me down. Knock me down. We're still at 2,300. So we're okay. okay. Legal movie for 300. All right. You live a very rich and interesting life, but you're a bag man, not an attorney. Michael Clayton. That is correct. What is Michael Clayton? That is another 300 points. You're at 2,600. The board is yours. 
Okay, legal movie quotes 400. It's getting tight uh, here. Your Honor, I don't think I can dignify this creature with any more questions. Have we watched it? We have not. I have never seen this movie, I will say. These are... That, that, I mean, this is the 400 one. It gets harder here. These are the these are ones. really fucking tough, man. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. If if I fail, it's not because I'm throwing the bag here. It's because like <laughs> you, you put together. Uh, uh, I, I'm humbled here, Your Honor. I don't think I can dignify this creature with any more questions, and we haven't watched it. So I don't know. Uh, the one with uh, Gregory Peck, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird. Sorry, correct answer is what is anatomy of a murder? Who fucking, what, what even <laughs> is that? What even is that? All right, all right. Uh, legal movie quotes for 500. Let's just kill it. All right. <clears throat> Nobody can be that accurate. Well, I think testimony that can put a boy into the electric chair should be that accurate. These are two different characters. First character, nobody can be that accurate. Next character, well, I think testimony that can put a boy into the electric chair should be that accurate. Need a hint. This is a legal movie that shows court, but not all of court. It shows just one particular part in a trial. Hmm. Nobody can be that accurate. Well, I think testimony that can put a boy into the electric chair should be that accurate. And we haven't done this either, have we? We have not. But I will say it's okay. also a very classic legal movie. Okay. Uh, 12 Angry Jurors? Or 12 Angry Men, I mean? That's correct. What is 12 Angry Men? <laughs> <laughs> that is a pull and a prayer that you know what that's not quite a hail mary but that was like a i'm rolling out getting chased and i just chuck it across my body <laughs> 40 yards and my dude just hopped up and grabbed it uh the drive goes on all right, all right. legal movie taglines 100 all let's, right let's let's build a base she brought a small town to its feet and a huge corporation to its knees aaron brockovich that is correct. What is Aaron Brockovich? You are now sitting at 2,800. These are breasts, Dan. Uh, <laughs> legal movie tagline for 200. Trust me. Trust me. Have we watched this? We have. We have watched this movie. Liar, liar. That is correct. What is liar, uh, liar? You are now at 3,000 points. You are 500 away. 300 legal movie right. taglines? Yep, yep, 300. Let's do it. All right, for 300. There have been many courtroom dramas that have glorified the great American legal system. This is not one of them. <laughs> That's a great line. Uh, and we haven't seen this, have we? We have not watched this movie, no. Okay. Uh, Kramer v. Kramer. I'm sorry. What is my cousin Vinny? That was, I, I didn't think you'd go back to that well. <laughs> you were back to 2,700. All right. But you're movie still. Judges, in the, movie judges 100. 100. All right. Movie judges for 100. 
You know, I always wondered what Herman Munster would be like as a judge. Uh, my cousin Vinny. That is correct. Who is Judge Chamberlain Holler from My Cousin Vinny? We're back up to 2,800. Board is yours. Movie judges, 300. All right. This judge is the man, even though he has to deal with Fletcher Reed. Uh, well, this is obviously... Uh... If you okay, have a I'm movie, gonna get... I will accept that. Yeah, it, it's Liar Liar, and I can't think of the judge's name, but we like I like was like fanboying over the actor on mm-hmm. account of the fact that he's a cool motherfucker, and he did a great job in this role. Uh, so yeah. Yes, that is correct. Who is Judge Marshall Stevens from Liar Liar? Perfect. All right, we're at 3,100. Ooh, close. Movie judges for 400. Let's hit it. All right. In this world, he is the judge, jury, and executioner in this dystopian future. Judge Dredd? That is correct. Who is Judge Dredd? Fuck yeah. You're right at 3,500. You have two more categories to go through, which are actual legal terms, and it would be a little embarrassing if you get under 3,500 for that. Legal terms, 100. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Gives one party the right to go on another party's property. Well, it's a, you know, you get a license. Uh, could be a number of things. What would be one, the final answer? You can have a license. Uh, you can have a easement. Um, and there are a number of answers to this. I'll question. accept that. What is an easement? Thank you. You're at 3,600. All right. Final, we have actual legal terms for 500. An idea which does not fit into a wider concept. An idea which does not fit into a wider concept. I mean, so it's uh, standalone. It's uh, an aberration. I will say this is a Latin term. Okay. Uh, Latin term. I do that does not fit. Not uh, sticks. Res ipsa. Ad absurdum. No. Uh, this is. Uh, an idea which. Yeah, I've probably said this or written this a hundred times at this point, but uh, I've never put it into these terms and fuck Joe, you are about to best me on this shit. I am an idea which does not fit in a wider concept, Latin term. One more hint. It is two words that are Latin. So it's a two word. Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm trying Sorry, to like, I'm fried. Is what is sui generis? Oh, fuck. We are down to 3,100, but do not fret. Okay. We have, we have final Jeopardy. Okay. All right. Uh, let me know if this is showing on the screen. Do you see that? I do. All Evil right. Fiction Quiz Bowl. Look at these graphics, Joe. <laughs> All right. So you, may, you are currently sitting at 3,100. So I'd like you to, if you have a pen and paper, to or just write it down on your computer, whatever. Say how many points you would like to wager at this time. All right. All right. I'm at 3,100. 
You're at 3,100. And we your need to get question. to 35. Okay. 35. Gotcha. All right. Your question is, at one, at one point in history, it was illegal to show movies which depicted police being beaten in what U.S. state? I'm so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) You have, I'll give you uh, 30 more seconds. He's thinking very intently, I can tell. He's definitely not Googling this on his laptop right now. This could mean that I have to watch an hour of Dean Cain. Mm, All right. What is your answer? I'm going to go with California. And how many points did you wager? 690. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I'm sorry. The answer is, what is the state of South Dakota? What the fuck? What At the one fuck? point in history, it was illegal to show movies which depicted police being beaten in the great state of South Dakota. Well, I was confused. Okay, I was confused as to the wording of that question because I read it as it was illegal to depict a police beating set in a certain state. Uh, Not that it was <laughs> in the state to show a movie involving that. I... I your honor, this was patently ambiguous. Uh, <laughs> I declare a mistrial on this. Well, uh, I am sorry, but <laughs> unfortunately that means that we are watching the case for Christmas because you ended with a total of 2,410 points. So I hope everyone is looking forward to me complaining about how much Dean Kane fucking sucks and oh, was the worst, God. not the best Superman. It's going to uh, be so good. So that is uh all that i have for this week um i hope everyone enjoyed our little change up i do i am i am humbled i am (laughs) shamed i am this close joe to walking out into the wilderness and just (laughs) letting it take me uh this is horrible horrible uh sweet generous ah mother fuck that one yep but Uh, we'll see okay. you all in two weeks with The Case for Christmas, starring Dean Kane. Uh, I think it was a Hallmark movie. I don't know. It might have been a God's Not Dead production studio movie, too. We're not really sure. Uh, I mean, I mean, those two are, I mean, like, one's just the older <laughs> sister and the other. Like, <laughs> um, but uh, from myself and Spencer, remember, never talk to the cops, never go to law school, and none of this is legal advice.
Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas All the children are talking